0: All right, Third John. It's basically the meter of it is in twelve verses. We got three verses that he signs signs off, so to speak. Uh, But we wanna we wanna uh, do some some looking around. Okay. Ken, I had one of those little pieces of paper. Would you give me another one? I, I found it. I found it. Thank you. Okay. We start off. Third John, chapter, verse 1. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Well, last week, how many of you were here last week? Oh, me. So you can just shut your ears when I talk about the elder because we've talked about it last week. But we 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 talked about last week that elder is mentioned uh, four times in the New Testament. It's mentioned 130 elders or mentioned 132 times in the Old Testament. Um, of those 132 times, it simply means old man. Uh, in the... Um, New Testament, it's mentioned twice as b- being council. It's mentioned 57 times as mentioned men of God. And we talked about last week about the only time that that uh, until we got to Acts 15, uh, <clears throat> which was the Jerusalem Council, is the first time in Scripture that elders was talked about as having some governance in the church. However, we also said in Ephesians 4, uh, where uh, Scripture lists, Paul lists uh, the, the people, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the service, for building up the body of Christ. An absence from that list is elder <clears throat> now john uh John the beloved, who wrote the Gospel of John, the very last book that we scholars say that was written, he wrote it uh he wrote revelation first, he wrote the epistles, and then he wrote uh the gospel <clears throat> uh he 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 was an apostle, he walked and talked and ate and slept with Jesus all all the time he he was there he was he was the second group uh it was Andrew and Peter were called first and then uh James and John were fought, called second the sons of thunder the sons of Zebedee and uh, so when he wrote this to third John and he wrote the same thing to second John he he didn't choose to say I'm an apostle. He didn't choose to say I'm a pastor because he was at Ephesus. He followed Timothy, of all things, as a pastor in Ephesus. But he says, I'm the elder, the old man, and I'm writing to you. Now, he was writing to Gaius. Now, hang with me, and we're going to run some scriptures here. Uh, turn to Acts 19. That's the first one I have. Have that we're going to turn it in your in your uh, in your sheet. Um, We have um, in in the New Testament we have uh, we have five guests is mentioned. Acts nineteen is the first one. Acts 19, verse 29, and this is while they're in Ephesus, here Uh, verse 28 says, when they heard this they were filled with great rage and been crying out, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. The city was filled with confusion and they rushed uh, with one another um, in the theater dragging out Gaius calls traveling compassions, uh, companions from Macedonia, which we know is Corinth. Uh, <clears throat> so turn the next page to um, chapter 20, well it's the next page in my Bible, to chapter 20, verse 4 and they had, after the uproar ceased in verse 20, they left and uh, they went down and in verse four. It says, "And he was accompanied by," and he mentions Gaius of Derby, Timothy, Tychicus, uh, and so forth. Uh, <clears throat> then go to Romans. Just keep turning to the to the right. Uh, Romans chapter sixteen. We have here, chapter 16, verse 23, And Gaius, host to me, and to the whole church, greets you. And then we have the scripture today that's mentioned in 1 John about Gaius. So, have you ever thought about when when your last name was came to be, you know, uh, you know, when when did they start tacking Morris or Smith or Jones or whoever else to the end of your name? Because in the Old Testament, they always tied it back to your daddy. So and so, the son of so and so, so and so, the son of so and so, and that's basically what we're we have done today. Except when you come to where we are now, and you can choose your name wherever you want to go, you know but in in this particular case, uh trying to find out who Gaius is, we basically don't know uh we don't know a lot about Gaius now John's going to tell us a little bit more in a minute, but we we don't think he's he's Gaius of Derby, we don't think he's Gaius of the Corinthians. We don't think he's Gaius of... Um, where, where's the other one? From uh, Macedonia and Corinth. So we don't know who this Gaius is. But he writes him and he says, Whom I love in truth. Now, in 2 John, which we talked about last week, it was, it was love and truth. This epistle it's basically truth and in 12 verses here he mentions truth six six different times now what have we said about scripture when god says it one time that's enough right when god says something in scripture one time that settles it but when he says it repeatedly 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 we need to wake up and 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 listen to what the man is trying to tell us. So uh, just notice the word truth truth as we as we go through here. <clears throat> so to the elder, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be of good health, just as your soul prospers. Um I kind of got amused at myself, you know, uh, in study this week. Uh, this has been a long time. <laughs> and yet we do the same thing today that John's talking about here. He's greeting Gaius, and he says, I hope you're in good health. I hope you're in good health. If we hadn't seen somebody in a while and we see him. What's one of the first things we ask them? How you doing? How you doing? So that's still the same thing. And yet we know from John's greeting here, he was very familiar with who Gaius was. And he greeted him. He says, I, I pray in all respects you may prosper and give, be of good health just as your soul prospers for I was very glad when brethren came and testified to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. <laughs> so here we have truth two times. For I uh, I was very glad when the brethren came to testify to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. In truth. And verse 4 is a is a precious verse to me. I have no greater joy than this to hear my children walking in truth. Now Gaius was was John's, you know, son in the faith. But when we take it to a personal level um, about our children walking in truth, I have no greater joy. And I think you could agree with me, right? have no greater joy than we see our children walking in truth. So he's writing the note to Gaius, and he has been informed that he is walking in truth and that he knows that he's walking in truth, and he has great joy in the fact that he is. Verse 5. Beloved, you are acting faithfully, in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, and especially when they are strangers. And they have testified to your love before the church that you do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. So, Gaius had a reputation. Now we all have reputations. Some of it might not be too good. Some of it is good. In this particular case, uh, John is complimenting uh, Gaius because he takes in the brethren. Um, There were no Motel Six signs out, or the the guy, the people who were ministering and went from place to place needed a place to stay, and they could always go to Gaius's place, Gaius's house, and he took care of them. And this is what uh, John is complimenting uh, Gaius about. He says, "For they went out for the sake of the name." Accepting nothing from the gospels, and you look back in verse six, uh, you do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. Hospitality in the in the first century was a tremendous thing among Christians. It's a tremendous thing today, to 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 know somebody to greet them by name, and he talks about that as he ends. There's something about when you go up to somebody and you know their name and you call them by their name, it's, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Verse 8, he says, Therefore we ought to support such men so that we may be fellow workers in the truth. Truth again. So John's writing this little thing to, to Gaius he compliments him because he's walking in faith, and he also says, he, he also says, "Thank you for taking in these itinerant missionaries and, and pastors and fellow workers, because you do a good thing when you do that. And we need to support those people who are workers in the truth." Now we go to verse nine. I wrote something to the church but diathropes who loves to be first among them does not accept what we say for this reason if I come I will call attention to his deeds which he does unjustly accusing us with wicked words and not satisfying not satisfied with this he himself does not receive the brethren, neither and he forbids those who desire to do so and puts them out of the church. Well, we've changed subjects, haven't we? We're looking at a little bit different ball game here. Well, let me read you what what um, what um, Swindoll says and if you can listen and turn to Proverbs chapter 6 do that but Swindoll says a, a little bit here that I'd like to read he said sometimes I hear Christians talk about going back to simplicity the innocence and the purity of the early church before doctrinal decline before moral corruption before power-hungry leaders started wrangling over position, before the sun set on the golden age of the apostles, the idea seemed to be that the first generation of Christians could simply focus their attention on preaching the gospel without constantly dealing with problems of the church. Not true. Not even close. It only takes a few pages to flip through the New Testament to see where a period, this such period, never existed. A simple glance to the church in Corinth was fraught with conflict. The churches in Colossae and Galatia wrestled with doctrinal error. The Jerusalem church uh, teetered on the brink of financial collapse. The church of Laodicea was almost ruined by Uh, not being obedient from the beginning the apostles themselves had to contend with false teachers exhort believers to live holy lives and yes even confront leaders in the midst of a power grab problems from without, problems from within, problems from below problems at the top the church has always been faced and threatened to undo the work of proclaiming the gospel and building up the church he goes on to say this is Swindoll I'd love to be able to say that the days of Diostrophes are over that they died in the first century that the split never made it out of those two verses in 3 John sadly the spirit of Diostrophes outlived that era and continues to our very own in my life of ministry this is Swindoll I can attest to the fact that an acute case of diatrophy disease with those kinds of symptoms can bring a otherwise healthy church to its deathbed. A strong-minded but spiritually immature people weasel their way into positions of influence. They begin t- uh, imitating, excuse me, intimidating others to get their way. The problem usually isn't a matter of bad Theology, but pride, often false teaching, often false leading, left untreated, diathrophy disease can infect a whole congregation, leading to conflict and the death of a local church. Now turn with me into Proverbs chapter, chapter six. Uh, I, maybe you're there. Let me get there. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 there are six things which the Lord hates yes seven which are an abomination to him haughty eyes a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood a heart that devises wicked plans feet that run rapidly to evil a false witness who utters lies and one who spreads strife among the brothers <clears throat> okay back to back to John third John we don't know Anything about this man except what's written in these two verses—it's—it's—it's uh, uh, it's, it's all we know. But we've been—we've been told uh, that we need to watch out for these people. Uh, now, go to Romans, chapters, uh, chapter 16. I'm jumping around on my list, but Romans chapter 16. This is just adding to what Swindoll said. <clears throat> chapter 16, Romans verse 17. Now I urge you, brethren. Keep your eye on those who cause dissension and hindrances contrary to the teaching which you've learned and turn away from them. Second Timothy 4. 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Be on guard against him yourself, for he vigorously opposed our teaching. You would think that I would keep my notes in order. Well, must have left some of them at home. Oh, here they are. <clears throat> in two. F- verses about atrophies, we find out that he loves to be first he refuses to welcome the apostles to the church he maliciously spreads gossip about men of god he withholds hospitality from other believers he requires other to follow his poor example and he excommunicates or sends out of the church those who cross him man that's pretty strong for for just two verses in the whole Bible about this man just two verses Matthew 20, Matthew 20, verse 25. This is the story about where James and John came to him and he says, actually it was their mother, but anyway, he says, "Can one sit on my left and one sit on my right?" He says, "You don't know what you're talking about." Verse twenty-five. But Jesus calling them to Himself, you know that you know you, you guys come come here. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles, Lord, it over them and their great men exercise authority over them verse 26 it is not this way among you but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give His life a ransom for many. Jesus set the bar high. And He says, Don't be humble. I mean, be humble. Don't be arrogant. Don't seek the place of leadership. But if you want to serve... If you want to be great, you need to learn to be a servant. First Peter, First Peter five. First Peter five one. Therefore I exalt the elders among you as your fellow elder. Here again Peter could say as an apostle, but he says no as an old man, as a fellow old man, and witnessing witness of the suffering of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be ve- revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, not for sordid gain, but for eagerness, yet not for lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples of the flock. Peter has taken what Jesus said of being a servant and brought it a little bit further. He says don't lord it over them. Don't do what the did here. Love to be first and if you didn't agree with him he kicked you out of the church. That's, That's not what we want to do. We want to love one another. Turn to 1 Timothy 3. Now, I said a while ago that John followed Peter, excuse me, he followed Timothy as pastor of the church of Ephesus. So, I'm sure John knew what Paul had written to Timothy. 1 Timothy 3, he gives if you want to be a pastor this is what you need to do 1 Timothy 3 1 it is a trustworthy statement if any man aspires to the office of overseer it is a fine work he desires to do an overseer then must be above reproach the husband of one wife temperate what's temperate mean Self restrained and calm. Prudent. What does that mean? Good judgment and discretion. Hospitable. We've talked about that. Able to teach. Not addicted to wine or pugnacious. What does that word mean? Inclining to fight belligerent, quarrelsome. I kind of like a preacher that doesn't do that. (laughs) But gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. He must one who manages his own household well, keeping his children under the control with all dignity. And then Tim, Paul adds a postscript here. But if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how can he take care of the church of God? Not a new convert, so that he will not become conceited and fall in the condemnation incurred by the devil. And he must have a good reputation with those outside the church so that he will not fall into reproach and the snare of the devil deatrophies messed up a lot of these things that Paul said you need to do as a pastor okay that's verses 9 and 10 verse 11 back to Gaius in verse 11, he says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God, the one who does evil is not of God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone, and from the truth itself, we add our testimony and you know that our testimony is true Demetrius like Gaius is a word that I mean a name that we find throughout the New Testament probably the most uh, influential influential one we get was back in the scripture we read a while ago about uh, Paul being in Ephesus who were the people that run, ran him out of town Demetrius the silversmith and his cohorts. Because he was preaching, he said, These idols that these silversmiths are making, that's not who you need to bow down to. And Demetrius got them together and said, This guy's messing with our pocketbook. We need to do something about him. So this Demetrius we have in Third John, we don't know who he is, but John gives him <clears throat> a great recommendation or a great send-off here when he says in verse 12 we ha- he has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself and we add our testimony and you know that our testimony is true uh, scholars think that that uh Gaius and and Demetrius knew one another and probably Demetrius is the one that took this little book this little letter to to Gaius which by the way is only the second time we have in scripture where a book was written to an individual what's the other one? Philemon Paul wrote a book to Philemon and this book was written to Gaius and probably Demetrius took it so we have four guys mentioned in these, this scripture we have the elder John himself we have Gaius who is not some of the other Gaius and we really don't know a lot about him except he was a man who, who took care of the missionaries who, who, who honored the Lord in what he had we have Diotropes which we he gives us a boatload in two verses about that man and we have Demetrius. And that's that's a sum total substance of, of the book of, of uh, third John. He winds up here in verse thirteen he said I had many things to write to you but I'm not willing to write them to you with pen and ink. He said the same thing in 2 John. He says, when I can gather you around my kitchen table, I'm going to talk to you. He also has said already about the atropies, He said, when I come, I'm going to set that guy straight. That's the same thing Paul said when he was talking to the church in Corinth. He said, when I come, I'm going to... (laughs) straighten you up so to speak because these guys walked and talked with Jesus and they knew what they were talking about verse 14 he says but I hope to see you shortly and we'll speak face to face verse 15 peace be with you the friends greet you greet the friends by name if you know who they are, meet them by name. Well, I've dwelled a lot on deatropies. And Swindoll did. And there's a lot to say. Thank goodness these guys are in the minority. But they, they give us a hard time and, it, and it, we spend a lot of energy straightening up their messes. Don't be a part of, of, of that. Don't be a part of passing stuff along that you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we need to be careful. We need, we need to remember that the church of the Lord Jesus is so very precious and it's so important that we live in peace and unity with one another because nothing gets done what's our job here at covenant we're to preach the lost preach to the lost and win them and we are to the people who here know the Lord we're to encourage them in the faith and that's, that's our task and every task of every evangelical church across the world is to lead people to the Lord and to encourage the faithful. You okay with me? Okay. Well, we're going to switch gears again and go to Jude next week and we'll see what Jude has to say. And uh, then as we've told told you we're going to Psalms and, and We'll tell you what verses we're, or chapters we're going to do before we do them, and Velter will put them in the notes the week before. Tell you the truth, Art, and I don't know what we're going to do. But we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. I love you, and you're great people. Father, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for loving us. We ask that we go to the further services that you'll be there in power and great might. That everything that's said, sung, preached, prayed, that you will honor. And that we will glorify you in in all the service. Because what is the great call that we have In this world is to glorify you. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're the God of heaven, the author of everything. You know what's going on before we know it. And you're in control. Help us to get out of the way. And let you lead us and guide us and direct us in everything we do. For it's in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.